0: Where do you go for comics new and old? Where do you see your favorite television and movie stars? And where do you go to see the best in cosplay? Wizard World Comic Con. Wizard World Comic Con offers live entertainment and gaming, comics new and old, cosplay, toys and memorabilia, and a chance to meet your favorite television and movie stars. For news, celebrity updates, and tickets to future shows, go to wizardworld.com. Don't feel like paying full price? No problem. Use promo code CANDARE at checkout to get 10% off your tickets. So, where are you going to go for your pop culture fix? Wizard World Comic-Con. Go to wizardworld.com for tickets. Sorry.
1: I am the terror that flaps in the night. I am the bug that splatters across the windshield of crime. I am Darkwing Duck, and I'm listening to the Candare Podcast. How about you?
0: everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today, returning to the show, good friend of the show uh, to talk about... His Kickstarter going right now for his uh, issue number four of his comic, Prometheus, and one of the three very magnetic hosts from the uh, podcast known as What If?
2: We welcome Mr. Ryan Little. Ryan, thank Hello. you so much for being here. I love that show. Guys, I'm so glad our people could work out, you know, the contracts to free me up to come over here and do a little <laughs> operation for you guys. <laughs> this is great. It's always happened. And this is one for my other thumb, I think. I think this is the number six on Candare. Wow, I really it might be. Oh at least. At least. We just I said... know I said one for the thumb before, so now I'm going one for the other thumb. So that's why I am feeling good about six. I'm about
0: to pull this up and look really quick. We had uh, we had um Brian E. Lau on last week, and that was his uh, seventh appearance. I so I just titled man. the episode seven. Uh, so
2: that's what it's going to be, huh? All right, that's fine. That's fine. <laughs>
1: so you got, got st- competition. <laughs> <laughs>
2: you you got to step, step it up, Ryan. It's actually not a huge deal, Ryan. I just want to make sure you know that. <laughs> well, fine.
1: We knew okay. you'd have an issue with it. That's why we had him on last week. <laughs>
2: yeah, that's right. He's cooking the books, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ryan's coming on. I mean, oh, okay. I so you've
2: been
0: on four canned air episodes. It looks like. And this that is was your, on
2: the what if, what if the Christmas one when that was still, was that so uh, candair thing at that point? It was.
0: That was 217, number 217 of candair What if Santa really existed? Where, if I remember correctly, we tried to talk about that as long as we could, but we just let the conversation collapse so we could go straight <laughs> to trashing The Last Jedi. Yeah, that sounds right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so this is number five. I think that's a free sub. Mm -hmm. This is the
2: Five Timers Club. All right.
0: I need to quit using that joke. I use it every time. All of a sudden, it's going to start. Where's my sub at? (laughs) We (laughs) promised sandwiches. Uh, But today on the show, uh, I'm not even sure what the reason was exactly. It was Randy's idea, but he wasn't able to join us tonight. Uh, We're going to be talking all things medieval in uh, this week's uh, Retro Roundtable. So medieval settings or characters from movies, video games, uh, television, you name it, comics, whatever it may be. Then after that, we're going to turn our attention over to Ryan and talk more about his Kickstarter for issue number four of Prometheus. But before we do all of that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what we're doing here and you want to support the show, don't forget to head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandairPod, where for a few dollars a month, you can get access to, well, a couple of cool different things there for a dollar a month. You can get access to the Candare Fantasy Fight, which is like a well, an hour long mm-hmm. uh album we did. Uh where Racketed we
1: did a tournament for
0: fictional random characters. characters. That, yeah. yeah, that we were picked by roll of the dice. Yep. And boy was that fun. We decked it out with sound effects. You hear the audience roar, the announcer in the ring yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. It's pretty cool. And then at $5 a month, you get access to the monthly released Candare Patreon pod. That's just a little bit different of a show than this one. Mm-hmm. Uh we just kind of let it it's more behind the scenes rambling. Yeah, I would say so. I would say that's yeah. a good way of putting it. Well We're done, Jago. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Something will catch out of, just out of conversation, and then that'll, that'll just spawn into great conversation. Yeah, from there.
0: yeah, yeah. La- last week or last month was fun. We just uh, Randy had old commercials from like commercial reels from mm-hmm. the '90s, and we would just look at a commercial and then riff on it. That just fed watch a another commercial. Yeah, and that was some fun conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so I look forward to doing that again. But uh, some of the stuff you can get there. And if you're heading to a Wizard World con, we have uh, we have Columbus coming up right here, our hometown. What is that? October. Eighteenth, nineteenth, and twentieth—I believe something it is. like that. Yeah, like the third weekend in October. Yeah. So, if you plan on going, uh, buy your tickets online and use the promo code Candair at checkout. You get ten percent off your purchase.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can't beat that. That's—I mean—cons are expensive. Yeah, cons are freaking expensive. Take our our generous offering.
1: You can use that savings to buy Subway at the convention. Yeah.
0: We're still <laughs> waiting to see if it'll do shit for us, Ethan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, here's hoping. Here's hoping. What am I forgetting, Jack? Anything? Um, I believe that's it. Uh, one quick thing I do need to mention before we move on is uh, just today, uh, Sid Haig, who is better known as Captain Spaulding from, uh, was it, House of a Thousand Corpses, mm-hmm. Devil's Rejects, passed away. That was really... I mean, I wasn't the biggest of fans of those films, but I was definitely aware who he was. He was a, definitely a cultural icon.
1: I, I know him from the makeup. Otherwise, I had no idea who it was because I haven't seen those movies. Oh, Shame on me. Creepy.
0: Yeah. Creepy as hell. Ryan, have you seen uh, any of those films?
2: Yeah. House of a Thousand Corpses is a dig. He's. I'm glad he's in the great inevitable ether now where he belongs to all the other creepy monsters.
0: And if I remember correctly, uh, there's a, a new film coming out that featured the three of those same those three same characters from The Devil's Rejects. Am I mistaken
1: about that? I keep wanting to say that? that it's out now, but I'm not sure it, if it's... Like The Devil's Own or something like that? Something like that, yeah. yeah we're to, getting into good horror movie time. October's yeah. knocking. <clears throat> maybe that's what, Maybe it's on its way out because it's not even October yet, so it should be out maybe. Right, soon. I'm waiting for that Joker movie. I, I mean, mm-hmm. day by day, it looks better
0: and better, doesn't it? Stoked, but uh, I think that's gonna do it. So uh, let's just kick it off with this week's Retro Round Table. And away we go! <laughs>
1: I'll
2: be back. Shut up! All right, guys.
0: Shut up!
1: The medieval up. realm, the midi- medieval and pop culture. Where, where do we start? How about one thing that really drives me batty when I about medieval movies that I cannot stand that they do is they try to put current stuff in it like a knight's tale. It was a goodish movie, but they had them playing we will we will rock you and they had a bunch of music yeah. like rock music in it. <laughs> yeah, it kind of pulls you out, doesn't it's it? Big time pulls yeah. you out. yep. Yeah, it's not immersive like uh, Lord of the Rings or something, right? Yeah, <laughs>
2: something that brings you into today's pop culture. I don't know. It just—I hate it when they do that. Yeah. and I blame Guardians of the Galaxy I mean that, that soundtrack for that first Guardians movie just took off in such a big way so now uh, Needle Drops as they call them are just mm. I mean then you saw the, the it swing the other way like in Suicide Squad where there's Needle Drop like every minute and a half it's like remember how much you like Ballroom Blitz remember how much you like Call Me remember how much you like Blondie like just <laughs> slap me in the face over and over again um, oh. yeah and, and fantasy especially I can't really think of a time I've seen it used particularly, particularly well at all no
0: Lord of the Rings, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Didn't they do "Rock Me Like a Hurricane"? Oh my God. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but see, they got Enya for that. But they had Enya sing like elfin, mystical nonsense. I'm not sure what it was. See that um, I can totally see and get down with them doing
1: yeah. something that way, something yeah. that actually fits the genre. Not.
0: I know what you mean. I've never seen Knight's Tale, but I could tell that from a distance about mm-hmm. the film. Like they... you've never seen Knight's Tale. No, I have not. You
2: never accidentally turned on TBS at like 2 in the afternoon <laughs> yeah, on a Saturday? Because <laughs> that movie lives on there. Yeah, I accidentally
0: yeah. turned it on to it, but then I well, purposely
1: changed it. <laughs> <laughs> Should I watch it? Is it good? Eh, it's all right. I, if it wasn't for the music, I think it would have probably been better. Huh. Paul Bettany's in it. Who? Paul Bettany. Who's that? The Vision. Uh, the Vision. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. And uh, The Joker. The pleasure. <laughs> Yeah, and uh like,
2: who's the is jude law the bad guy um, jude law's always
1: what? a bad guy <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <It's> so true <laughs> um now it's like uh it's funny because it's like pop medieval stuff you know like it's a medieval movie that's like you're here for the swords and the horses and stuff we're not going to pretend to be like historically accurate or any of that crap like mm. that you just like any excuse to have a jousting tournament and like a person triumphantly carry a sword that's all you're here for so let's just be honest and not not getting all the minutiae of it all um, but if we're going to talk about medieval movies, I would say the nice thing about talking about Knight's Tale first is it puts the bar nice and low for us. <laughs> Good starting yeah. ground. Like if anybody's like looking for a medieval movie podcast, like, well, let's see what Kandir is. Well, this week we're talking Knight's Tale. Well, okay. These <laughs> guys have no idea. That, right? <laughs> Next. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. All right, Ryan, what do you got? Well, you know, I think if you're going to talk there's i mean there's obviously the lord of the rings trilogy that you have to talk about mm-hmm. but I, I really think you can't talk medieval stuff anymore without starting with game of thrones like at this point there is medieval stuff before game of thrones and there's medieval stuff after game of thrones because um, at this point are we gonna get any medieval stuff for at least 10 years that doesn't have what three dueling houses in it some secret army somewhere like game of thrones just created like what, six new cliches that we're going to see ripped off. I'm going to say for about 10 years till we're all sick of it.
1: Would Game Thermal's role is medieval or, or fantasy? Oh, good it's question. A, it's a fine line, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever, like, we've gone
0: to Renaissance festivals, you definitely see... Uh, People dressed from like Game of Thrones and Lord yeah, of the Rings I can see that, and stuff because yeah, it just fits. with pointed ears and whatnot. Like, well, tons of people wearing like elf ear prosthetics and stuff. Mm. So, I'd say it definitely
2: qualifies. Okay. Yeah, if you really want me to push my glasses up here, I would say it starts as uh, medieval and then as it weaves in the White Walker part, it, it turns and because when it starts, there's no dragons and there's no all the monsters are dead and everything. It's all just palace intrigue and who will who will sit on the iron throne. And then slowly it becomes about the long night and the war with the White Walkers.
0: You know, it's funny. Thinking about it now, I remember seeing several people also dressed as Jedi's and like pedwans and stuff at at Medieval festivals, multiple people, Jeez. several different occasions. <laughs> the scathing loathing. <laughs> <out>? <laughs> <laughs> I know you're getting sick over there, like rubbing his chin, getting disgusted. With every word that comes out of my mouth, but no. I was going to say, you know, Star Wars would kind of fit into this category because, I mean, all Star Wars is is medieval drama in space. Pretty much, yeah. And you know, um, just now I didn't even think about that, uh, but yeah, for sure, you definitely see people dressed from Star Wars
2: at medieval festivals, knights and space wizards. Yeah, yeah, truly, it really <laughs> is. I mean, hell, one of the most recent um, iterations of the Round Table was in fucking excuse me, it was in uh, Transformers Four. When they had Stanley Tucci play Merlin. I didn't even I didn't watch it. Didn't. As soon as I heard
0: they were kind of using the, uh, what was it, King Arthur? Yep. Yeah, like I was just like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, that, well, the fact that Stanley the,
1: Tucci was in the one before that, too, which kind of th- threw me off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't give I a mean, fuck he, about he, continuity. <laughs> yeah. He could play every character for all I care. Yeah, but, he's uh, great. <laughs> Yeah, they, uh, they go full on Knights of the Round Table, and, you know, all the things, and then he's Merlin. And But I guess that that's the question. Is, so are we calling Medieval's anything without sort of high-concept mystical elements in it? We're talking just like Kevin Costner, Robin Hood, and stuff like that? Loose convo. You can talk whatever you yeah. want,
0: man. It's all good. There we
2: go. There we go because right, i just think getting you know, too
1: dry like a really dry yeah. medieval movie. Uh,
2: uh hang on Ryan, wrong conversation. <laughs> but truly like it's like it's like well then we're just talking Mary Queen of Scots and Prestige like it, it's so cuz at this point, you know, again i think that's another way Game of Thrones has messed it all up that like just like how long is it going to be until we see just dudes with swords anymore? You know, i think there's always going to have to be that little even um you know they did that King Arthur movie a few years ago with a guy from um Sons of Anarchy that not yeah, a lot just of people came and went no one ever heard nothing else so about it. here's my thing about the this movie i went and saw this movie i kept wanting to share on twitter and across different platforms screen grabs because that movie was like a secret world world of warcraft movie and everybody missed it but so few people saw that movie that to this day i still can't really find pictures online of some of the characters the final villain His final form, spoiler alert for anyone that wants to see that King Arthur movie, here's your chance to turn it off. He, like, pulls on a flaming skull mask that makes him, like, eight feet tall. He gets a cape made of fire, and his signature weapon is a double-sided scythe. Like, that's the most nerdy, out-of-control genre crap I've seen, like, in my entire life. And then... Jack's Teller, King Arthur can shoot lasers out of out of Excalibur. It gets crazy. Yeah, goes way off. Shit
0: out of heavy metal magazine
1: or something. Yeah, I thought it was supposed to be like an authentic period piece, almost of it. Dude,
2: (laughs) they buried all that shit. They 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 screened that movie for the executive. Like, oh god, we cannot tell people we made a nerd movie. We gotta (laughs) hide all of it. One of the coolest parts of it is uh, Arthur's dad has Excalibur. And he's, there's, like, a coup, and he's overthrown. And This is the opening scene of the movie, so I'm not ruining anything. Uh, so because he knows he's going to be overthrown, he throws his sword in the air, and he kneels, and it stabs him through the neck and turns him into the stone. And it's like, if you fail as a Keeper of Excalibur, you must become the stone for the next person who will draw the blade. Oh, wow.
1: That's kind of cool.
2: Yeah, it's real awesome. And the person that watches him do it is this crazy Gorgon River monster thing. It's outrageous. Forget Knight's Tale. Go rent this King Arthur movie.
0: So after it stabs him through, and after he dies, then he turns to stone.
2: He stays upright. Like it basically slides into his body while he's kneeling upright, and it the the impaling turns him into a stone. Wow. Hmm.
1: Yeah, it's That's pretty interesting. So when you pull yeah, the sword out, does
2: he like? Ow, it kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, finally, yeah, now he's just he's just a rock now. I don't know maybe that's for the sequel. Also, don't forget this was directed by Guy Ritchie, so there's that too. What's I, I'm sorry, I don't know what Guy Ritchie else. What else he's done? Big action there. director, probably biggest one was Ocean's Eleven. He like he like popularized mm. kind of all those quick cross cuts in a montage sequence. I see. Mm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, that's him.
0: I, I enjoyed Ocean's Eleven. And 13, 12 I am not
2: 14. saying this movie is like those movies. They just have <laughs> have a person in common. Ryan, Ryan, I rented King Arthur, and it did not remind me of Oceans 11, 12, or thirteen. Not <laughs> nothing like it.
0: And <laughs> see Clooney anywhere? Oh no, I'd, I'd be in. I'd be in on the King Arthur film just for the impaling. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: kind of sold on. it I got, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I got to see that. that. And that's the
2: that. first ten minutes. So after that, once it gets to like the interpersonal romance and drama stuff, so you can just turn it off. But you'll see the cool sword thing, and it's Eric cool. Bana who plays his dad.
0: Yeah,
2: hmm. The second original turning
0: up Jeremy it sounds
2: like Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just pandering to Jeremy Night here on Canned Air
0: Alright you guys What about uh, have either of you Ever been to a
1: medieval Times restaurant No and I want to go so bad I think you think? Man. I think I want to go. I don't. What's I don't there to know. Think about anyone that's ever gone to really see. Yes, you if do. It was, Have what, you been? What there? are
2: you going to get at one of those restaurants that like you're not? You've never been. I can tell you right now. You know exactly what's going to happen when you get there, but it's going to be awesome.
1: Fuck yeah! It's totally <laughs> awesome.
0: Deep, uh, I didn't
1: know if it I was actually going to be me, like hyped up to what it actually is, or it
0: just kinda it's just kind of like f- mm-hmm. you gotta. I mean, of course, you've got to lend yourself to it. If you go in there, yeah. be like, let's see this impress me. Yeah, you're probably gonna poo poo the whole thing off. But you know, go in there, give yourself to it, and just have fun. It's a great time. I mean, you, you, you know, you're served like the great big like turkey legs mm-hmm. and shit on like no these, utensils, no utensils. These metal plates and bowls that I guess are people are notorious for stealing them <laughs> as, like, a souvenir. You have
2: one. Oh, I totally missed that. Part. I don't have one, no. I, I don't.
0: But I have I have done that before, just not at a medieval time. <laughs> but, um... No, so, you know, you're in a big arena. That's where you eat. Right. You don't so much have tables where you're just, like, in these line. uh... I mean, I guess they're tables, but uh, like more of like a bar that everyone's seated up against looking down into the arena to where th- there are knights dueling. And depending where you're sitting depends which knight you're representing. There's two different colored knights, or maybe they do four different colored knights. I can't remember. It's been over 20 years since I've been.
2: Oh, I went to one like 18 months ago.
0: Oh, well, maybe you should be uh, <laughs> leading this instead of me. Ours, <laughs> ours I
2: think, was like six knights. So it's, so there's, oh, wow. there's multiple rounds of tournament where we'll see you'll see jousting um there's three events there's jousting there's some other kind of sword play thing and then so it narrows down each time two guys get eliminated and then when finally there's two fight and then the winner becomes like lord of the tournament and gets blessed by the king usually there's like a sub narrative to it that some bad guy will show up at some point um and then the final hero whoever is the the chosen champion will have to defeat him um but, you know, to really pat myself on the back here and create a real thesis, I'm telling you, post-Game of Thrones, it's cool to like this stuff now. So there are—like, so like I went. It was a sold-out crowd. It was just, like, a random Saturday here in Los Angeles. Um, and people are so into it. You know, there, there's, like, an hour, like, pregame ceremony thing. So, you know, 15 minutes into this thing, there's 100 drunk people screaming for the King of the North and all this crap. But everybody really buys in in this hilarious way. Um, and it's just awesome. It's really just you just got to let yourself let, let the river take you, man. Jack, you got to go to one. You're gonna get the chicken leg, pay five bucks. You have a little banner to wave for your night, and you're oh, gonna yes. you're gonna feel the magic. See
1: ever since the cable guy, that that's why i was oh, yeah. to do that because they went to that one.
0: Yeah, there's one in. Uh, you have one, one over here, near you. What? There's not one here. Yeah, I thought there was. Where? Shut the those f- like on truck road or f- something like that. up! If there is a medieval times in Columbus, we are going.
2: We are going.
0: <laughs> I'm, I have to look. I but think I, I you're wrong. Swore but was we'll look one. at it. We'll, I'm looking now. Fuck right.
2: You got it. <laughs> I want to know about the Columbus, uh, Columbus fantasy art scene. <laughs> I can't imagine there's one in Columbus. <laughs> Can you imagine that board meeting, fellas? I'm telling you, Columbus is a gold mine. <laughs> right, like what the fuck? Jack, I'll sign you up for the birthday club right now. I'm on their website. No oh You're gonna go. Maybe it wasn't called that, but it was
1: something like that.
2: <laughs> there, uh, I would believe there's an off-brand medieval times in club. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Same here. Are you sure you just didn't
0: see like the Renaissance festival? No, it was a it was a play I wanna say.
2: Is that it? Oh, now, guys, I've never, order. I've never been to Columbus, Ohio, but I just I'm doing a quick Google search here, and it's saying if you want to go to medieval times, you would love the Buckeye Express Diner. Eat dinner in this old, like refurbished train car. <laughs> <That> sounds <laughs> about right. About that's not even close.
1: I'm having trouble here. I don't see one. Do you? Yeah, I don't see one. I have to, I have to see if I can remember where it was. It was. It was called. It wasn't exactly medieval times. It was something, but it was, I think, along the same line. Because they typically just like we were talking, they like pop up around um,
0: like the Great Wolf Lodge, they mm-hmm. around other tourist attractions, right? So you know, around Disney or you know, out in California, I'm sure there's a shit ton of them.
1: I want to say it's over yeah, by Z and Z Boots, over off. I think it's 161 or something like that. Back of Dude, I, I would.
0: That would be so on my radar <laughs> if there was a medieval times here. There is
1: no way. Otherwise, we just got laser tag out here.
0: We got shit. <laughs>
1: that's not true. We oh, love you, e Columbus. So.
0: <laughs> but we want a medieval time. So yeah, that, that's something I just wanted to mention because uh, that's one thing that pops straight to the front of my mind anytime I think anything medieval was going to that. I and you know I, I totally forget the show for the most part, but um, it was definitely experience for sure.
1: That's cool, yeah, because I was always like, I don't know if it would really you know, I never knew anyone, so now that I do know someone that experienced it, enjoyed it then. Well Ryan, did
0: you did you say there's one out near you?
2: Oh yeah, there's one out there's it's amazing. There's one out here like ten minutes from Disneyland and it's across the street from like a pirate's dinner thing. See so there's like a real rivalry oh. between the knights and the pirates. Which personally, <laughs> if they wanted to make the real money, once year they would do a WrestleMania and have Pirates vs. Knights and that would be must-see theater for me, but I guess we haven't gotten there yet. We don't live in a perfect world.
0: Well, hey, we're supposed to come out and see you. Maybe that's something we could do oh. for dinner one day. Oh, yeah.
2: oh guys, we're going to live stream. We're going to Twitch that thing you. <laughs> oh, sure. my God, that would be <laughs> so funny. Jack goes to Medieval Times. Heck, yeah.
0: <laughs> the Virgin of Voyage. <laughs>
1: Very
0: good. All right, um, Jack, we're back
1: to you. <clears throat> the, the last Robin Hood that came out. Uh you talking with with Exy? uh
0: I thought that like was horrid wasn't yeah it was horrid. bomb did but you see it
1: no I no, I didn't want to go see it, but it just the it didn't look good of it because it was so everyone was so pretty and clean and stuff like that yeah and Jamie Fox was in not that that was anything that, that was
0: stupid that was the thing about uh, Kevin Costner's Robin Hood. I mean it's a good film, but like everybody's just too like you said too clean like mm-hmm. there's no way these fucking wood dwelling people are this clean cut and everything. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's
2: all Pantene
1: commercials over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who's feathering their hair out in those woods? Really? Give me a nice cut with layers.
2: (laughs) 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 I want to look good when we take down the king. (laughs) I honestly always think of, like, the the poor people in the mud and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, I wanted to bring that that one up, actually, too.
1: Just sitting there harvesting filth. I've never (laughs) seen it.
2: You've never seen Monty Python, The Holy Grail?
1: I don't get it, man. I don't fucking get it. <laughs> I had a friend, I sat, I loved the movie, and I had him sit and watch it, and he fell asleep in it because he just wasn't getting it either. British humor with
0: me up. is either like all the way or not at all. There's no middle ground. It's like, it's, it's, it can be so fucking dry sometimes. Yeah. And, um,. I don't know, I just think it gets uh, It's kind of like the I don't know, I hope I don't offend anyone Saying this, but I just, you know how anything else Like the Nightmare Before Christmas For example, you know It gets a cult following, but it it hits a level To where people are into it without Even being into it, they're just into it Because the masses are into it Mm -hmm. They know they should It's considered one of the greats I haven't seen it, but, you know, I, I know what it is. Yeah, I know what it is. You know, I just I don't fucking get it. Like, <laughs> You haven't seen Nightmare on Christmas? No, I've Night- seen that one. Oh, okay. You're I've seen funny. that one. I'm just oh, I gotcha. saying I don't get it with the Holy Grail. Because, I mean, I have seen, like, clips and stuff. And, yeah, it's like, huh, quick chuckle and shit. But, like, I don't get the, the cult following behind mm. it.
2: Yeah, I would say if you don't get it, it's never going to move the needle. But I think the, one of the best compliments you can give British comedy is, like, I'm all in or nothing at all. Which I would say is like the exact—that's like the perfect kind of description of it. Either it's going to rock your world, or you're going to have it's no exactly idea what anybody's it, yeah. talking about. Yeah. Um, but it's a good riff on because you know, we're at this like such a funny in-between time for um, medieval stuff. I feel like right now, because even mm-hmm. you know, I'm really, I'm really going to kind of step on the Bible here for a minute. Those original trilogy of Lord of the Rings movies, I love them. I love them endlessly. When I was stuck in the hospital for nine hours waiting for surgery this year, I watched almost the, all three of them in a row. That's like what I went to for my comfort movie, but they're slowly start. Time is slowly starting to take those movies too. Mm. We're about, you know, you watch it and like Aragorn wears these like fuzzy, like felt poncho things with like leggings and like these very trendy, like lady boots and like, (laughs) Orlando Bloom is speaking in, like, half Shakespeare talk the whole time in, like, a really weird way. I mean, the score is triumphant, and the fight scenes are amazing, and Helm's Deep still looks better than most big box office cinema from the last 10 years. But there's just little things now where I'm just like, this is, like, nothing's really happening right now. So I can feel we're at this, like, genesis moment. I don't know what the cool new thing's coming, but it's coming, guys. I can feel it.
0: Definitely, definitely. I saw something on uh, social media the other day that said every 10 years, we look back to 10 years ago and see, you know, wow, I can't believe that's what, where we were in that short of time. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're just saying what, like kind of what Ryan's saying, what's going to be coming so very soon in the next 10 years, it's going to just blow our minds and make what's happening now just look like, <laughs> well, we don't need that, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah i mean look at just in 10 years of marvel look what from iron man one where the big fight scene was haha your robot froze to Endgame, which is like all the hordes of the multiverse descend through the portals or whatever like exponential growth yeah 20 years ago if
0: you if you would have like found me and been like hey marvel's gonna dominate cinema <laughs> probably laughed yeah, in your yeah, face. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, you just right got back from here. seeing
2: Batman and Robin. You're like, oh, that movie? Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man.
1: I don't know. Was that was Ryan's pick or was that you? Or? I went and then Ryan intervened and then so probably jumped back to you.
0: Okay. Um see. How about Assassin's
2: Creed? I mean that kinda of fits, right? Man, I have so many yeah. questions about that that franchise. Holy crap. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is fascinating. In a good that- or bad way? Um, you know, I'm going to say both because that, you know, Assassin's Creed is such a such a good example of that aesthetic is just so damn compelling. Like that Mm. guy looks so cool that it like kind of instantly birthed like a modern staple in video games. Mm -hmm. But man, I, I will never forget for the rest of my life, me and my little brother, you know, I drove them to midnight releases when they actually had them at midnight. You know, bought our copy of Assassin's Creed, came home. Oh man, cool white cloak warrior, knives out of his wrist. Just pop it in. This would be great. And it's like it opens in like downtown New York City, and we're like, wait, it what? threw me off the, too yeah. the same way. What the hell? It, it was in none of the advertising material. Like at no point, point. and I like to this day, I re- I mean, so part of me says because I saw the movie too. I sat through that thing, which was a journey. Was that also uh, Eggsy? No, no, that, that was Nast Bender. Oh yes. Okay, I'm sorry. And Continue. Jerry and Irons and Marion Cotillard. That movie should have been <sighs> insane. Um, but man, it was. It in the perfect world, you know, in the multiverse, somewhere there's an Earth that got the Assassin's Creed that is like half the Matrix, half Gladiator, and it's perfect and incredible. But boy, it is not the world that we live in. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know, those games, though, they are appealing on a surface level, like you were saying, you know, the knives in the hands, jumping from roof to roof, doing stealthy attacks. Men in bales of hay. That stuff is all <laughs> fun, for mm-hmm. sure. But, um, you know, I don't remember which one of the games was my first, but after that one, I was like, okay, I got to get the next one. This was a ball. And then yep. you get the next one, you're like, all right, this is pretty much just the other one with a few added things. Pretty and then bad. you and get we're back. the next one, and it's... Okay, it's and the same game again, just you they gave me this this time. You know, um, it, it starts to kind of become like a Call of Duty. You know, I had to exactly. really duck out of those games because they were coming out so fast, and the differences were minute, and, they, you know, I, I didn't care. <laughs> didn't care anymore. This one,
1: we put pirate ships in it, which is supposed to be one of the best ones, uh, just because of the whole sailing. The market. black flag? Yeah. I ha- see, I have two... Mind you, two brand new, unopened Assassin's
0: Creed games that I've had for like two years. That's one of them.
1: Oh, yeah, you got the the multiplayer one, too. I'm sure that came with your Xbox, I think. Uh yes,
0: actually one of them is is the downloadable content. I do have one of them though, like a hard disk, and I still just have no urge <laughs> <laughs> to even put it in, like because I I know what it's going to be. Like, same here, you know. I know exactly what I, I've I've done it. I've oh, been there.
1: Xbox is giving away Black Flag, flag for free this month. All right, well, get well, so
0: I, if I want to.
1: it's I- better than nothing.
0: Because yeah. the fact that some consoles come without games is just straight bullshit mm-hmm. in, in itself. They should all come with a game. Come on. So true. <laughs> Give me a break, but um, at least a demo disc. If anybody remembers demo discs, oh yeah, oh, yeah. absolutely. I still have some old PlayStation demo discs somewhere. <laughs> nice. One thing though that they did um, that brought me back in, that made me go buy the game again, was when they added the that multiplayer mode where one of you is the assassin mm-hmm, and yeah. the other can like blend into the crowds, yep. and you have to like act natural and shit to be kind of
1: walk with the bots to. Not yeah. look conspicuous.
0: Yeah. That was fun. That was. That was a lot of fun. But again, as fun as it is, it immediately starts to deteriorate and, and replay You can only value. do it so
1: many times. It gets old yeah.
0: pretty quick. So, um, you yeah. know, they, they did that in the, one of the Batman games, too. One of the last Batman games where Robin was in there, where you like you and a friend could play Batman and Robin and then, we
1: played that. Yeah, it was, was it you and I? Played yeah, it was that? on the Origins one. I think it was. Okay, yeah, because I was the fat villain running around. And That's right. You alternate between <laughs> the villains yeah. and playing, playing Batman. That's right. Yeah, man, because you were cracking up. You're like, are you the fat guy? Because I was just sitting there running around. <laughs> well, it's fun. It was so cool because when you're Batman
0: or Robin, you're you know you're given the same kind of things you have in game. But then when you switch to the perspective of the bad guy, all you have is your gun. Yeah. And, you know, you're just walking into darkness. You're like, oh, shit. Like, at yeah, any moment, this done. dude is coming out of anywhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you, There's no way to prepare yourself. You just lend yourself to it.
1: But Anyway. Jack. Skyrim. Even though I've never played it, I still want to play it. That's like the Elder Scroll mm-hmm. games. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like the greatest one ever, I guess. So I, I bought he- it once.
0: Because <clears throat> that was like a $20... Like, one of the $20 classic games eventually, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe so. I bought it, and I got rid of it pretty quick. It just wasn't for me. It's, I mean, you might like it, because you're into, like, the exploring massive lands and gathering shit. And... I even got it for VR
1: when it came out, and I still... Uh, oh, it. you did buy it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think... Did I buy it twice? I think I bought it twice. Just... Okay. And I still... Actually, I bought it three times, because I've got And it you couldn't my... get into it? No, I like, I played... The one before that, Oblivion, and the wife sat there with the maybe that's the, the book time. next to me, and she kind of read through and coached me on where to go and stuff like that, and we ended up beating it that way. This one, I don't. I that's don't just know it. Know what it. If is. you don't
0: have that guide, you're just lost with your yeah. thumb up your ass, and that mm-hmm. was my problem. The game started, and I was like, okay, this looks cool. I can go anywhere I want. And just after a while, you're like, what the fuck? Point me in a
2: direction, please. Like, where am I going? <laughs> What's happening here? And there's uh, a weird thing with those where because you can choose your own adventure, I think all the, like basically they take instead of making one strong campaign with like five cool supporting characters, they take all that energy and distribute it across like 40 just like random townspeople. It's like, I'm Butcher James and I can't find my son, Tim. It's like, oh, yeah. I guess I'll go find Tim now, but I don't feel strongly about Butcher James, and like I don't recognize his town, so I'll never be able to find it again. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like, why should you give a shit about his son? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only cool part I thought was absorbing the dragon power and learning the learning the magic words. But Yeah, I think um, I got see, the first one. That was it. I don't but now we're going was. fantasy again. See? that's uh, I need a little zhuzh on top or else I'm kind of sleeping there. The don't, we
0: should touch on Fable, too. Oh,
2: yeah, Fable.
0: Yeah. Those were good games. I guess I only played... No, I played the second one, but that one didn't win me over like the Kick, first chicken one. chickens and fart on the
1: townspeople. We uh, talked about that you, before. That, you you
0: <laughs> really... That seemed to be the, the lasting <laughs> impression on you was the chickens and the forts. Um But no, that first one was an amazing game. I loved it. And I don't even typically get into that kind of a genre of a game, I, but I, I played that one from front to back. I enjoyed the shit out of it. It was good. I think I have two. I tried playing... I don't think it was bad, but it just wasn't the first one.
1: Hmm. It Got was about an hour or two into it and I didn't really accomplish much of anything and I was like, I don't know if I can keep playing this thing.
0: I just remember like discovering <laughs> how I could be evil and it was like if you like I found this old uh Building out in the woods That if you lured people to And sacrificed them Your evil count would go up So I was constantly Luring oh, townspeople
1: out To the <laughs> Building Maybe, huh? to
0: sacrifice them And I eventually turned gray And had horns
1: and, <laughs> Oh I was evil
2: Man is that worth it Right? Totally worth it <laughs> Alright guys What else we got? Anything? Anything? I got a weird, I got a crazy, discor- uh, or a sort of tangent. I shouldn't say tangent, this is a weird addition, I think, if we're coming off video games. Now this, I'm gonna give this all the prefaces in the world. I'm not saying you should go watch this whole movie. I am not saying this movie is for everyone. I'm not saying that if you liked, or even kinda liked all the things we've mentioned so far, that you're gonna like this movie. However, in 2015, Michael Fassbender and Marion Cotillard, who you will know for the worst death scene ever in The Dark Knight, or Dark Knight Rises as Talia al Ghul. Were yes! In, holy they crap!
1: Were in, yeah, I can't believe you
2: just said that. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just watched no, that please.
0: scene on YouTube two days ago and thought to myself, holy shit, that is
2: bad. Like, <laughs> she, literally, she literally goes, and dies. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, there's like a weird little, like, like dry throw up thing she does. That's outrageous. <laughs> yeah. I defend that movie and I like that movie, but man. Yeah, yeah that that's it's, that, it's that shocking one, they went with that. I'm not gonna die on that and that's the best take. Remember that.
1: <laughs> you every other one.
2: In a movie movie like that, they probably shoot that scene at least 18 times.
0: They should have done it like in South Park, like when they're getting killed by the global warming. (laughs) That would have been better, I think. I
2: would have loved that so much more than what they gave us. I guarantee a scene like that, he's like, "Um, can you go a little bigger for me? (laughs) No, No, sorry, bigger? But, uh, okay so this is all you're doing today Just like, you are same, not having you're doing the you same to, thing yeah you don't want to be in this movie like i get it this is a dumb death that you die because you're such a bad driver i understand <laughs> the daughter of the demon's head killed by an 18-wheeler but you know it's the world we live in at least it's not suicide squad um true death. but So her and Michael Fassbender, who played whatever cool knife-wrist guy from Assassin's Creed and more famously Magneto in the new X-Men franchise, they were in a version of Macbeth that came out. The opening of that movie is one of the best depictions of like a medieval fight scene I've ever seen. Really? Yeah, because it really shows you, it's this scene of like, the weapons are, not, like, it's like everything we're saying. They're not these gorgeous, like, underwear models with perfectly, you know, lavished hair or whatever. It is, like, a bunch of schlubs with these wrought iron, like, sharp, like sharp, crudely sharpened swords with, like, you know, leather wrapped around it so they don't cut their hands while they hold it. They meet in some field, and it's, like, you know, 100 against 125, and it's who will win the day. And you really, like, for me, it really made, landed me in, like, damn like this is how history was really made a bunch of poor people got pointy things went into a field and went to see who could murder more people first it's brutal it's super well shot i think if, if you want to really do your due diligence you watch the first five minutes of that movie and the last five minutes and it's awesome cinema i now, it's,
0: would yeah, like it's, to see that that sounds interesting yeah. as hell that's what I like
2: about
1: Braveheart, I think, with the fighting, too, just because a bunch of dirty Scotsmen run around in dresses. <laughs> <laughs> Homemade weapons and axes and stuff like that. Right. It gets, I don't know, it, just, it puts more into it to what they actually had, what how they actually fought and stuff. Uh, yeah, Barber. I believe the
2: prequel i blame the prequels a little bit that like now we're in this world where everybody wants like anything with a sword is fencing now you know what i mean it's Mm -hmm, that like super fast if there aren't two spins and like a triple axle, you're not doing it right (laughs) exactly yes (laughs) um so there's not just but it can still be intense you know if you do it right um which is funny well never mind we're not gonna go down the star wars rabbit hole but anyway um yeah if you want a good fight scene man it's a humdinger
0: have either of you guys ever been interested in LARPing at all?
2: Oh, Jeremy! Oh, <laughs> Jeremy! Now we're gonna be real good friends. <laughs> oh,
1: that's right. I wasn't sure where that one was going. I was like,
2: uh-oh. I have I have personally completed a three-hour Lord of the Rings-themed LARP before. Wow, are you serious? Yeah, it's wild. I can. I mean, you got to be. You know, it's the same muscle you use when you go to a medieval times dinner, where you yeah. got to really like be able to buy in. Um, but I've, been, I've, been it, a, yeah. I've been a D&D player for like 10 years though so I'm you know actually probably 15 years at this point but so I know how to like really commit to that kind of stuff also I'm just a nerd um, but yeah they are I did a Lord of the Rings one at my summer camp with about 60 people um, that the fellowship had to get the ring from the dark end of the woods over to the lake um, we had ring race and orcs and arrows and the whole shebang and was it literally a ring or was like, OK, this uh, this
0: flag represents the ring?
2: <laughs> you yeah, know, he had a ring and they, he had to get it. We had like a dock, like your classic, you know, long dock that went out in the lake and he had to get that was Mount Doom. So he had to get to the dock and then golem was waiting in the water at the end of the dock. So he had to get to the end of the dock and then drop the ring in. And then that's how they won. Wow. That would be yeah. intense.
1: I think it would it be was, fun, but like movies and stereotypes are what make me afraid to do it. <laughs> Except I mean, for little- the movie with uh, Paul Rudd and...
2: Role models. Oh, uh, role, models role models, yes, yes. That, that actually movie. made it look like it was going to be
1: plastic. fun.
0: I just, I always, um, and maybe this is what you're saying, is I, I guess I've always had an interest in it, but I've kept from doing it because of certain types of a people it might attract. You know, sure. I imagine like the... Um, you remember playing dodgeball in, in elementary school There was always just one big fucking behemoth That just always laid waste to the class And I imagine that is where that guy ended up Was on a LARPing field Just taking pool noodles And beating
2: the fuck out of people with
0: them. And I don't want to be that kid, you know
2: <laughs> Yeah, that that's a fair read for sure You know, I was at an Iron Maiden concert last weekend And it was that all over the place Like half the people were just so freaking amped up And like Ready to smash something? I'm like, we are in a 15,000 person theater. Like, I don't know what you think you're attending. (laughs) (laughs) How was
0: the show? I saw Iron Maiden years ago. It's been a long time. Oh, man, it was wild.
2: Yeah, I mean, bands like that, like, I mean, they know what, they know what their thing is. You know, they know what they want to do, you know what you want from them, and they just deliver. I had an absolute blast. Fan service turned up to 11. Yeah. Yeah, they shot fireworks at each other, the giant zombie thing came out, they had a full little Piper fighter jet came out when they opened with Aces High. It was, I feel like I did it. I have seen all that Iron Maiden has to show me.
0: They put on one incredible show I would say it's probably on par With what Kiss probably puts on As far as just pyrotechnics the and, and stuff. You know they got the Eddie walking around On the stage great big I remember seeing that years ago And it sounds like they're still doing that Based on what you're oh, saying it's thing. Yeah well I mean But having a huge like puppet Like big mm.
1: big. Yeah there's a guy on stilts. He was
2: probably 12-15 probably feet tall um, yeah. But still like that's Having him on stage is the same as playing Run to the Hills like he is one of their hits at this point. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
2: but yeah, they did the whole the whole shebang. But yes, the larp's can get uh, they can get intense. But it's just like D anD i I've played great games of D anD D, and I've played just it's like watching paint dry because it's the wrong mix of people. Um, but you're also talking. You know, I'm a I'm a self publishing comic writer who also you know plays Division One rugby. So I like the like moving around of it all. Um, but yeah, you get the whole, you know, if you see a guy that's got like a ponytail that goes past his waist, he's going to be swinging his sword too hard. (laughs)
0: That is a safe, (laughs) safe bet. Yeah. Yeah, Stay away from that that guy. guy. Shirtless and his hair down to his
2: ass. (laughs) Totally ripped. He he wants to tell you that he knows quite a bit of German. He might be bilingual. Oh, stay away (laughs) from that dude.
0: We'll just call him Ted Danger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, he wishes. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. All right. That's a good note, I think, to end the retro roundtable on right there. But... Good convo, good convo hmm. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, looking at the notes That I don't think we wrapped up at the beginning of the episode Mentioning uh, Sid Haig's death, did we? We just, I mentioned it, we said, oh, do you remember him? And then we just kind of glazed back over it but, yeah, I think so. Uh, so maybe yeah, I better touch back on that right now. He, he did pass away today. I'm not sure what it was exactly. But, again, he was Captain, uh, Captain Spaulding from the House of a Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. And I think what's going to be called the Devil's Zone, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Either yeah, I don't know either. What. But uh, definitely <laughs> a cultural icon. And I felt horrible last week because there were two other deaths I wanted to mention. Uh, was, uh, one, Eddie Money I don't know if either of you guys you, I remember you You know Eddie Money Yeah,
1: I know, that blew me away when you told me about it Because I had no idea until today When we were prepping for the show that he had passed away
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, Rico Kasich From The Cars, lead mm-hmm. singer of The Cars That one, uh, too Was crazy to hear I mean, these gentlemen were, you know, 75 In their 70s, to 80s Yeah. Which, uh, but still, it sucks, they've given us so much Take me home tonight yeah, we're gonna have yeah. to go out on an "Eddie Money or Cars" song, but I don't. I feel bad having to
1: choose one. Yeah, you know, it's like you can do a mashup of them.
2: Yeah, that's the one. we we'll see. I mean, just what I needed. It's just as iconic. Yeah. Uh, can you open with one and close with the other?
0: <clears throat> I could, but then it wouldn't make any sense to anybody until this point of the episode. At forty <laughs> minutes in, like, what the fuck was that about?
1: <laughs> I'm just into the car. cars.
0: I could start it moving in stereo. There you
1: go. Yeah, maybe I'll do that.
0: Playing both at the same time. It's going to be a long ass intro, but whatever. <laughs> They'll roll with it. They'll get it at forty minutes and uh or forty four and twenty eight in.
1: All right. I hope they make it this far.
0: <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Let's turn our attention over to you. Talk about this Kickstarter that has just man been crazy successful. Huge congrats to you. But this is for issue four of Prometheus, uh, with sixteen days to go and funded. Man, that's again.
2: Congratulations! Yeah, to thanks, you. man. So the you know we took over a year on this issue because we had a couple different delays, and I, I don't launch until the book's done. Um, but we had ton and ton of fans come back, which is really awesome. People came back really quickly, um, and because people are such big fans, I start now. My Kickstarter's only 24 days long instead of 30 to try to get people the books faster. So people really ra- rallied in. It's been a week tomorrow since we launched, um, and we're we're over 100 Jeez. strong at this point. So it's pretty it it. it, it it really means a lot. You have a following,
1: mm, definitely. Yeah,
2: yeah. First of all, we do. Um, Chris Sheehan, our interior artist, is—I mean, rising star doesn't doesn't quite cover it. Um, that guy will be drawing your favorite Batman comic within the next five years. I can guarantee it. So he does a lot of the legwork too. I cannot wait to see it, man. I think we what we saw the first two
0: issues. I think we've seen first
2: two,
1: yeah. And then we—I think we threw a blurb out during three.
2: Yeah, I think oh, I we got, did. Yeah, I got to restock you guys then. Yeah, we got three. Three awesome, and four's So, fourth, our penultimate issue, too, at least for the first, at least for the first volume. Um, So we're just going to set the track, and then the ending's just one long ride.
0: So, for people who are new to the idea of Prometheus in this episode, can you uh, just give them a brief brief
2: overview of what Prometheus is? Totally. So Prometheus is sort of retelling and a sequel of the legend of Prometheus, who was the titan in Greek mythology who stole the flame of knowledge from the god and gave it to mortal man. But that's what sort of turned us from crude Neanderthals into, uh, you know, able to make civilization and all the things we have now. Um, and in the Greek mythology, Prometheus was imprisoned by the gods for giving humankind uh, knowledge, and that's where he stayed for all of eternity. In the comic, Prometheus escapes this imprisonment in the modern day, and really kind of seeing himself as a martyr, he can't wait to see what humanity has done with this gift of knowledge, and he finds our real world, is pop culture, Kardashians, reality TV, all that crap, and he realizes, oh my God, someone has stolen the flame of knowledge. So it's sort of a God of War by way of John Wick revenge thriller, where he goes through the remnants of Olympus to find what's happened to the flame of knowledge and beat the shit out of all the gods who get in his way. We call that a good sell point. Description, yeah, 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 absolutely. (laughs) Thank you, Keanu Reeves. So,
0: are you able to then divulge any information as to what uh, issue four or what has been built up to issue four, or what people can expect from issue four?
2: Sure. So, the first issue was sort of Prometheus kind of meeting the world again. Um, You know, it's the trick with all of these things is trying to say Olympus has fallen less than three times Um, because people just think of that Gerard Butler movie at this point but we're Mm. almost past it so I can start saying Olympus has fallen again Um, but the first two issues uh, Prometheus returns to the modern world kind of starts showing us I mean the fun of any of these books is let's see the pantheon right let's see the take on Apollo um, you know Zeus and all of them but we tried to sort of find some more B-level characters and and bring them to a place of prominence. Um, Cerberus, the three-headed dog that guards the gates of hell, is one of my favorite characters I've ever ever written, uh, one of my favorite designs I've ever had done. Um, If you go to the Prometheus 4 page, you'll see some art with him in that weird mask. Um, So we meet Apollo, we meet the boatman. Chiron, who who was the boatman on the river Styx that you gave you two coins to so you could go to the afterlife. Um, They kind of gave him bearings to Dionysus, the god of fun, who, believe it or not, in our modern day, there's quite a place for partying in our current society, so she's doing just fine. Um, And she gave him, after quite the scuffle, uh, the, the location of Zeus, who was the person that created Prometheus's imprisonment and who Prometheus believes will know where the flame of knowledge lies. So issue four is we open right up on Prometheus arriving at the retirement community that Zeus is holed up in. And then from there, it's a slugfest more than a conversation to find out what the hell happened. That sounds fun. At a slugfest in a retirement
1: home? What more could you want? Love that kind of mythology, but in the way it's brought into modern day, it's almost like a, a Romeo and Juliet Shakespeare brought into today's world. Oh, that. I see what you're saying. Like when, the like Leo a classic
0: it. is made. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> no, I I see what you, I see what you mean. I dig that. And I, uh, Ryan had commented on the art. The art in this is uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love it. Kind of gritty, but uh, at the same point, uh, very clear to make out what, what you're looking saying? at. Not gritty <laughs> to the point where you're like, "What the fuck's that?" I think we actually have. So yeah, we sitting there staring at him
1: right there. We have oh,
0: yeah. a, a an original Prometheus mm-hmm. staring at us from the wall over here that Ryan sent us. Thank you again for All that, nice. Ryan. Of course. Almost makes me feel
2: uneasy staring, staring at him every week. Yeah, those flaming, soulless eyes. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say. It's those eyes, <laughs> or lack of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Chris Truly really sells. One of the most important things about the comic is the smolder. That the look of a man that's been in prison for <laughs> how many thousands of years, finally getting out and being sort of. Uh, morally or, or sort of just having his will broken so that's Chris's. it's one of those things man you can't you can't write it I, I can write you a paragraph about what that feels like um but the way that chris draws it is just it's a thing of its own um it a lot like the character i had in fable actually <laughs> <laughs> let's see does he drag anybody into not in this one but there is someone <laughs> somebody is dragged into an abandoned house in the finale so you're not that far off i guess hey hey, hey. i'll take yeah. it
0: so as far as the Kickstarter goes, you know, we've mentioned that you uh, have hit your goal, but that does not mean that uh, people shouldn't head over there and still get their hands on their copy. Are you doing any, uh, like, stretch goals or anything like that?
2: Yeah, so we just announced our first one, which is a one-for-one variant cover by Interior Artist Chris who does all our, our standard covers as well. It's very awesome. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm going to send it over to you guys on Skype right now so you can look at it. Hot diggity dog. It might only be available for backers We get to see it here, folks We get to, not you <laughs> Yeah, I can't wait to hear you guys listen. Guys, describe it for everyone In vivid detail <laughs> There it is, Jeremy Click on that Open image Wow Smoldering That is tight yep. yeah, it is. All he does a smolder <laughs> um, But man, I gotta say, if If anyone's listening to this If you're into comics And you haven't given Kickstarter comics a try it's just it's so one of the man I could be as negative as anybody. Go on the What If podcast and hear us talk about technology. Um, is it, <laughs> is it what, what's it done to the world? Is it worth it? Is it not? Uh, Kickstarter comics are one of the things that make me such a staunch optimist because it I I truly believe that we're making a book that could be on the shelf that it could be a mass market book. It's the same quality. Um, we have it printed on with the great printers. RA Comics up in Sacramento. Um, But people are just doing such awesome work that even if they haven't quite gotten the big break yet, they can still make professional quality stuff. Um, And it's, you know, if you go to the Kickstarter page, you're going to see single panels that I've blown up that I think there are some really awesome speed lines, action moments, and there's these really quiet, potent character moments that kind of hit you all the same way, Um, which is honestly one of my favorite parts about this whole thing. I'm just making really cool stuff with cool people. Um, you know, I've, I've kind of said before places, the best thing about back in a Kickstarter comic is any creators live and die by every single page we publish that there's, you know, I work two day jobs to support my comic empire. I have nine books currently being drawn. That'll be coming out through the next year. Um, and every single one of mine, I don't make something unless I think it is the coolest thing I've ever done. Um, which I think you can see in almost every page and almost every panel, Um, Which which is largely because I'm fortunate to work with such great artists.
0: We've seen it a million times over. Every time you're on the Mm -hmm. show, bringing quality stuff. And if you you look at your track record with your Kickstarters, it's, I mean, you know what you're doing. You know what the hell (laughs) you're doing.
2: Yeah, this is number 10. 10 for 10. Wow. Wow. Are you still uh, working on Lonesomes? Are you still doing Lonesomes? Yeah, guys. Lonesomes will be relaunched as a graphic novel to bring the whole thing home. All I think we're at 122 pages are fully drawn. Uh, we're Please. just trying to decide when it might be this October. Funny enough, Man. Uh, which which I think I sent this to you guys. Now, it, um, like this isn't good enough reason to listen to the uh, What If podcast. Characters that we loosely pitched—it was—I think it was the second time I was on here—are in the finale. Dread, dread burp oh, and Cal- no. and, Cal- and, Cal- and calcium claws. Calcium yeah, claws both. and dread burp. Are you so, serious? I remember we yeah, saw.
0: <laughs> so. If we had a, a, a our, our canned air made Pokemon, Calcium Claws and Dread Burp, <laughs> that's what they would say. If they were,
2: <laughs> dread Burp, Dread Burp. <laughs> I like that you guys immediately went, like, whenever it's something with, like, a nefarious sounding name, it always does a very baritone voice. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> dread burp. Yeah, that's always mean.
0: Let's hear Calcium like? Claws. How'd that go? So I'm thinking that one's going to be something high.
2: Yeah, it's going to be Calcium Claws. Uh, yeah, there it is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what we should do we should get we should get uh listeners to draw up dread burp and calcium claws hey there we go we'll send you some free shit if you you do
2: i got a uh i got an artist designing um sketch variants for the kickstarter so i'll I'll get him to doodle you guys a little calcium claws he's he's, he's one of my students in my graphic novel class he's so stinking talented Um, but I, as soon as I said that, out, I was like, oh, Calcium Claws is so cool. And then I said, you know, he's immediately going to want to draw Dread Burp. Like, Dread Burp is just going to be some weird frog that burps out nasty bubble things. Dread Burp. Dread oh, Burp. man, I am excited. Don't worry. Yeah. Team wants is on it, guys. Either either one of them would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's got to be like, you know, remember in the opening, it was always uh, Gengar fighting, what was it, Nidorino for some reason, which is like a really weird mashup. Uh, maybe maybe we'll try to go for that little action. The the the, the clash of the titans, dreadburp, and calcium. Oh pulse. my god!
0: <laughs> I will send you free books if you do that. Come on, <laughs> that would be you guys awesome. me
2: out? Yeah, all right, Well, actually, I'm seeing I'm seeing him on uh, Wednesdays. So I will keep you posted. Oh, nice. Both made the finale. Someone, we got the artwork for. Was it dreadburp? Was it dreadburp? Yes, yes. Because I think. <clears throat> me. <coughs> I not send think... Calcium Claws? Somebody bought Calcium Claws if you guys don't have it. Because I sold a cover that was that, that original art. Noah, you got to send this to us. I've never seen this.
1: I yeah, wanted I'm to put it on a shirt, but we didn't want to take that artist's oh, no,
0: we, we, artwork. It, it was somebody, like, it was one of your students, I yeah, think, at the time. Yeah, that yeah, drew... yeah, it
2: was one of my students. He doesn't give a shit. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but, yeah, well, we, we had, had Dredberg.
2: you sent him a T-shirt, you're more than even. Yeah, so I'm sending you right now. So they became uh, two of our biggest villains, funny enough. That's <laughs> freaking awesome
1: Dreadburp
2: and calcium They do sound like a like a like the team rocket equivalent Kind of, right? I mean, the best part, you go back to that episode You guys really just pulled those right out of your ass And I was like, those are diamonds, fellas Those are, I wasn't joking um, I just sent you the two, this big splash page Where you can see Dreadburp and then calcium claws That's our main villain, Virgil And he's hanging on his hip Oh my god, this is insane I can't <laughs> wait to look at this It's loading, but it's loading so slowly yeah, that's, that's the high-res, man. That you could definitely throw on a T-shirt. Um, okay, yeah, we Lonesome's... Uh, we should be wrapping up. If it's not this fall, it'll probably be February 2020. It's just whether this or the Power Rangers book comes out first is really what it's uh, what it's between.
0: Okay, so Dreadburp being...
2: Yeah, the little hoppy... Fir- so the first one, or the file that's labeled, I think, page 6, it's like a splash page. Yes. You see him hopping across the bottom there, cameoed in. With the little green guy there, the guy, the green yeah, guy yeah. in the air, that's your green frog, Dreadbird. Okay, that's awesome. And then uh, the the one that's labeled 0501, so that's the first page you see. Calcium claws with that crazy, uh, well, actually, Dreadburb's in that one too. Calcium claws is hanging off his left arm, and then uh, Dreadburps down there between the big goat <laughs> that's thing's <awesome>. <laughs> That's so fucking awesome! Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god, guys, good ideas are good ideas.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it is. That's. That is freaking cool. Thank you for sending those along. I might have to, uh, is it okay if I cut these little characters out? So Calcium Claws is the bird.
2: Calcium Claws is the, it's the like sloth thing with the goat head on it. Oh, hold up. I was looking at the wrong thing then. Oh, oh, there's one on his shoulder and there's one hanging off his arm. It's that weird sloth with the, uh, with like the dead cattle skull on it. Oh, Oh, I see him there with his skull head. It's kind of like a bone almost.
1: I'll have oh, to find he's art. gnarly Yeah, Look he at is
2: him. awesome looking Yeah, he did Yeah, that's my student, he did, that guy's awesome Alright, I'm gonna have to put these in the cover art somehow <laughs> Well, they'll probably be We're designing the trade covers right now So they'll probably be there somewhere too oh, we should we not do that yet? Oh, no, 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 feel free They they were in, I think they were in the last issue At some point, I mean, if not, I don't Who cares, I mean, you're co-creators, right? That's uh, awesome <laughs> Yeah, but I should have hard copies for you guys. I mean, within the next six months, for sure.
0: I'm, I'm sitting here with a giddy smile on my face. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Something, something <laughs> that kind of came from our heads is in a comic. <laughs> We're making it, Jack. Man. We're making it.
2: How One more coach, step man. to us. Right? Good, <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky. I, you know, I, like I said, I have nine books going. So I, you know, I spend about two hours a day just interacting with the artists, and that's like I get to feel that ten hours a week. Man. But, you yeah, let's see what you cooked up this time. That's why it's, it's a grind, but it's, it's awesome. That's freaking cool.
0: I'm stoked. You got me smiling yeah, from ear to ear. Those
2: images are sweet, too.
0: Yeah. yeah really he good. Did,
2: he, the artist did a great job. Our colorist really kind of leveled up his game. Um, He'd done a couple um, issues of Deathstroke, but the last two, we sort of sort of changed the color aesthetic because, you know, it kind of gets a little more epic in the finale. You can tell with that kind of splash page. It's, a, it's much more of the all-out kind of Pokemon brawl that I think people have kind of been wanting. Um, so right. Man, I, our colors really went for it, and it, it shows. Man, yeah, those are awesome! I, I
0: cannot wait to see the finished <laughs> products. That's cool. So uh, we we have uh, Prometheus number four running till October tenth. Um, yep. Is there anything else these people should know uh, before heading over there and backing, or any other rewards they should be aware of? to, yeah, to I mean, ins- the, the... sent them to go over.
2: Sure. I mean, biggest thing. Um, I frame. It, I say it every time on any interview. All my books are printed here domestically, so I get the books within a week that I place the order. Um, so long as Kickstarter gets me the funds fast-ish enough or on time enough, um, usually I'm backers start getting books within two weeks of the project being done, um, which is something not a lot of other people can offer. Um, so if you back it, you'll be getting it quite soon. At this point, um, the bundles in there with digital things and stuff like that. There's over 200 pages of material up for grabs between. Prometheus, Lonesome's, The man The Crude Knight—I think—and uh, my D and anthology. Actually, with the D and anthology, is over 400 pages of indie material up there. Uh, my favorite thing is we do artist editions of everything. Um, take the time to scroll down and look at some of the black and white pages because they're just epic and awesome. It's—I call it pulp fantasy, which might be a genre of all my own. I'm not quite sure yet, but if it's a coin I termed, then it's mine. Damn it! Um, but it's pulp <laughs> fantasy like no one else is doing. Um, so check it out. I think you'll really dig it. It's a book it's a book for anybody that ever felt like the world just isn't quite what they thought it would be, quite truthfully. And and the sorrow and the rage that kinda of comes with that all the same, that Prometheus is gonna He's going to get in major God of War-like tussles with all the gods that survived the fall of Olympus. But more importantly, he's a man that's going to be kind of stripped of everything and have to reconcile that life isn't what he thought it was going to be. And how how do you carry on after that?
0: And that's just something that obviously, because your Kickstarter was funded so quickly, that's something that I think almost everyone in some way or another can relate to. Mm -hmm. And I need to, uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record, but I find it very important to emphasize what Ryan has already said a couple times uh, in this interview, is that the book is done. The book is done. If you back yes. this, you're not waiting one to two years for a, a book to show up. You're going to get it pretty quick. And, and, and that's something I think you always deliver on, right? Right, Ryan? You yeah. always make sure that yeah. the book is done, like you said before, that Kickstarter goes up.
2: Yeah, I have shipped I've shipped two copies. I have a, I have one reader who's a dedicated reader in Kuwait, which is super awesome. Uh, and I've I've had a FedEx it to him three times before somebody at the post office stopped stealing it, but I will get you your book. Wow, <laughs> for, really for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah, Kuwait was tricky. Uh, which like, like I had a guy in Australia get it before a guy got it in Canada. So uh, also apparently wow.
0: Australian yeah, <laughs> like, dude in Kuwait yes. sitting on like a stack of 20. of them. going that dumb bastard. <laughs> <laughs> this is gold here. He's
2: selling them I hope so. Please do. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. You made me think of something else, too, about how fast we get out to people. Mm. Yep, can't think of it. Oh, you know what it is? I was going to say, <laughs> quite truthfully, that, uh, like I said, getting, getting them all shipped within two weeks of being finished backing, you're going to get that book before Doomsday Clock ends. That's And that, that, that franchise, or that DC Comics event started over a year and a half ago. So, comic fans will know what I'm talking. That there's no crazy delays. Yeah. You know, I had I cracked my skull in two places, tore my bicep, and broke my leg last year, which is why we delayed launching this book so that you're not getting pictures of me stuck in a hospital somewhere with various parts of my body in pieces. <laughs> we we wait, we get rid of all the stress, and so it's it's really just a little indie publishing house uh, that I'm running. Man,
0: nice. I'm, I'm I'm jealous, man. You 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 have it. You're firing on all cylinders. I wish I could do that. I can. I just need to put the time and effort into it that I haven't been <laughs> giving as of late. But it's admirable, man. You, you you've got a good uh, good thing going. I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, uh, especially being here. This has been one hell of a fun episode. Uh, people can find Ryan on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Mister Ryan Comics. Uh, where else uh, should people be going other than the Kickstarter, of course.
2: Uh, yeah, if you go to my Twitter handle, at Mr. Ryan Comics, M-R-R-Y-A-N Comics, that's where you'll get all my updates. Um, you're going to see teases for, you said I have nine books coming out within the next year, so you're going to see all kinds of exclusive looks and things like that. Uh, if you jump over to Facebook, we have an official Facebook page. If you, if you just Google search Facebook Prometheus T-F-R for The Fire Remains, you'll find our official, our official Facebook page. That's got all our character designs, behind-the-scenes stuff, um, and that's where you'll start seeing all the teases for Issue 5, which is rapidly being drawn and will be launched Uh, Sometime quarter one 2020
0: Wow Oh yeah That's a schedule That's Yeah Man Gotta be Yeah I would say Well good on you Ryan And man thanks again For being here Always a blast When you're here
2: Oh always happy To have a socially Respectable excuse To talk fantasy fellas (laughs) (laughs) Jack what do we have On the website
1: Go to Candairpodcast.com Where you can see Show highlights Guest info Listen to the show Follow us on all Our social media Become a patron Buy some merch See some of our YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page.
0: And once again, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at canned underscore air. And if you like what we're doing, head over to patreon.com forward slash air pod, or you can just take the link on our website and become a patron. For $5 a month, get access to the Candare Patreon pod. We give you, the people, mm. the power to control the episode. We are your monkeys. Yeah, we'll dance We'll dance for you. You just have to tell (laughs) us what dance you want, and uh, yeah, we'll do it. But uh, yeah, you tell us what you want to hear, and that's what we'll talk about. You're paying for it. Damn it, might as well be what you want to hear, right? So once again, $5 a month, patreon.com forward slash candairpod. And if you're going to that Wizard World convention here in Columbus, or any other show for that matter, Candair, in the promo box at checkout, gets you a cool 10% off. Cool 10. I always describe it as cool, not a hot. Mm Mm-hmm cool 10% because it's fucking cool if you ask me and um, what else what else what else one oh yeah what if don't forget to find out our other or check out our other show what if if you like what you've been hearing for the last hour then you're going to love the show this is the (laughs) cast this is the cast right here So head over to whatifpod.com. Uh, you can check us out there. If you type Candair Productions into your uh, podcast player of choice, you should find Candair and What If uh, both show up. We are finding that if you just search What If... It's kind of confusing because like there's like four or five hope. other yep. shows out there with "What If" in the title. Um, maybe "What If" series. That if one. You type yep, that, that, that in. one should pop up. But again, Candair Productions I have That's found to be a too. surefire thing. And if you're ever in question, we're the one with the yellow text and the blue space background, so kind of hard to miss. Think, what if these three guys did a whole another podcast on alternate realities? Don't you? Don't have to wonder what if it exa- it exists. <laughs> it exists. <laughs> It surely does So well, once again Whatifpod.com And uh, check us out We asked stuff like What if Bigfoot existed What if people could fly uh, What did we just do Well, upcoming Halloween one What if vampires really existed Fun conversation What if the earth was flat We just did <laughs> We just did that one Didn't we mm-hmm. Yeah that was fun That was a fun one <laughs> Alright I think that's going to do it For this week So until next time I am Jeremy Collie. I'm Jack Doherty And I'm Ryan Little Thanks for listening everyone
1: and watch me ice
0: skate. Wait, come back. The ice could break. Whoops. Help. Quickly,
1: walk back to the edge. Stop. You'll break through the ice. Snow
0: Snow Job. job.
1: Grab this branch. You should have been listening to Canned Air.
2: Now we know.
1: And knowing is half the battle. Snow Job, how'd you get your name? Um... G.I. Joe!
2: You search
0: canned air productions in your podcast, uh,
1: but um, oh, uh, pretty much I can't get past the whole uh, pop culture in medieval stuff. Like, all right, uh, so who uh,
2: who was? There you go. I think maybe buffering. There's a blue wheel. It's a quarter of the way full. It's four eighths full. It's three quarters full. damn you got cover. My name is Cindy Burnett,
0: and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page.
1: We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story